Welcome back to The Good Stuff, Cliff Central's very own happy hour with myself, Brent Lindekew, the good news guy. I have a jam-packed show today. We'll be chatting about a whole bunch of things, but the, the basic theme of the show is doing things for yourself and making it happen. Whether it's bettering yourself, bettering your surroundings, or bettering your community, it's all about the do-it-yourself aspects. We also have a couple of awesome guests joining us in studio. We have Rich Simmons, who is phenomenal. Phenomenal. He's, uh, he's great on Twitter. If you don't follow him, we'll give you all the, the, the links so that you can get following him because he's always got something amazing to say. And, uh, and he's an inspirational guy, but we'll get to him in a bit. We've also got Brandon Orette who will be joining us. Brandon has done amazing things internationally with uh, the movies and, and sort of where he's gone and, and the movies that he's starring in. It's really, really, really exciting. And then towards the end of the show, we're going to have Suzelle DIY joining us all the way from Cape Town. Um, again, she's done amazing things on YouTube. She really has made a name for herself for just being on YouTube and, and giving people a whole bunch of good stuff to, to be part of. Um, before we get to all our guests in studio, I want to catch up on a couple of things happening around the world. Uh, the last week and today, there's a bunch of stuff that's going on. Uh, the 11th of November is Remembrance Day in the UK. And, and because of a lot of us have the heritage of Remembrance Day, um, we also tend to want to celebrate these things. Uh, Remembrance Day is when we remember all the armed forces that lost their lives during World War I. And it's also known as Poppy Day, where, where everybody would grow poppies or wear poppies or show the poppy as a sign of, of you being part of it. The problem that we face, and it's one of my listeners, Bruce, uh, he emailed me this morning and he said that he'd heard all over the radio and he'd seen on TV everybody wearing these poppies on their chests and, and showing off, um, their, their poppies. And he didn't know where to find them, didn't know how to get them, didn't, didn't know where to find the flowers. I don't know if it's in season here or out of season. I'm not too sure. But what he decided to do this morning, and I guess he must be a great guy with websites, is he quickly created a website called, uh, I'll get it now, called findmypoppy.com. And you can literally log on, decide what size you want, print your own poppy, cut it out, and stick it to your shirt. So you're able to to get that. I'm going to get the website from him, and I'm going to tweet the link so that you can get it as well. Because uh, I think it's just such a phenomenal thing when you when you wake up in the morning and you decide to make a difference for everybody else and yourself. It is, I'm going to get it now, printapoppy.com. So if you want to be part of the craze of Remembrance Day and you want to print your own poppy, you can log on there. Um, also, a couple of great things that have happened in the news. We had a superb, over Halloween, a bunch of superheroes that dressed up for Halloween. And uh, uh, they were part of the SWAT team in America. They went to a children's hospital, dressed up in a whole bunch of superhero costumes, got down the side of the hospital where all the kids were inside and just made an amazing moment for all these kids who might not have been able to have dressed up for Halloween. Uh, they did a little bit of a show, got to meet the kids, signed their cards as Superman and the Hulk and all the different superheroes and really made a difference for those guys. I'm going cl- to put a link up to that story as well because I think it's really, really something phenomenal. As for this week, we have a huge cycle challenge as well happening in uh, Johannesburg, which is the Momentum Cycle Challenge, which is happening uh, out in four ways this year. They've moved the route from Kailami to four ways. I haven't cycled in a good maybe three years that I haven't climbed on my bicycle. But I decided about a week ago to get hold of 
someone who I've had in studio and, and a charity that I really feel is an amazing cause, which is Appendy Angels. They look after a whole bunch of kids with cancer. Uh, Layla is the spokesperson. She's only five, but she's fighting a good fight. And I decided these kids go through so much more than I do. And, and they don't have a choice. So even though I'm not bicycle fit and I'm not really that, that quick on the bike, I'm going to join their team and I'm going to be part of the, the cycle challenge. It's, it's almost a hundred kilometers that we're going to have to drive to going to have to ride on our bicycles. And, and there's 25 of us that are all part of the, the cycle challenge. Um, we've also got one of our very own Cliff Central, Neil, who will be joining us. I actually think he's going to be doing it in a tutu. I have heard. There has been rumors. And we're all going to be doing the cycle challenge together. The great thing about this this race every year is that there are so many different people doing it for really, really good causes. And the whole idea behind the cycle challenge is to get your causes out there by riding to make a difference. I got I got tweeted a link as well uh, a couple of days ago from one of my listeners, which is Peddling for Pompeii. Pompeii, I believe, is their son, and uh, their son has got the disease, which is Pompeii. Um, and what began as a simple challenge amongst friends and family to raise awareness about the Pompeii disease using the Cycle Challenge as a platform has evolved into a massive charity initiative, which seeks to help as many children and adults with rare conditions. So the whole idea is is getting the awareness around the rare conditions, and they do this through the platform of Cycle Challenge and ongoing benefits throughout the year, which started just as a simple little idea. And I love that. I think it's it's always, always amazing. Our guest in studio, which I'm excited he's sitting here, um, we, he's a regular, a regular. He's He's been here a couple of times, the first time on The Good Stuff, a rule breaker and a change maker. Rich Simmons, who has been voted as the Forbes, uh, one of the Forbes top 10 social influencers in Africa. Mm-hmm. What an amazing accolade. And as one of the top 100 influencers in the world. He's become a global specialist in social communication, strategic social interventions, and a catalyst for social change, which I'm always for. That's, I mean, that's what we live for is, is to make a difference in someone else's life. Uh, everyone has to start somewhere, though. And with all these great accolades and, and good things that he's doing, we're going to find out what he did to get to where he is today. Welcome to the show, Rich. Morning, Ben. Thank you. It's, it's good, good to have you. Yeah. And like I said, you're you're a regular. I mean, you've been on a couple of shows. Uh, when you walked in, Sia actually said we need to get a parking bay with your name on it because you hear that often. Do you love Cliff Central? Yeah, I love Cliff Central. Absolutely. Um, the first time I appeared was on Gareth's show, and then I'm, I'm a regular on the leadership platform. Um, so yeah, it's it's good to be here, and it, it feels like home. So. I'm sure my car feels happy that it's getting the parking. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll try to keep it feeling like home. Um, today's show is all about doing it yourself. And that's, and that's why I've brought you in. Because you certainly are a person who has done it yourself. And I, I look up to you in that regard that you went from, I don't know, from humble beginnings and just everybody has to start somewhere. But you made a choice to start a couple of things. You've written two books. You are... A, a professional speaker, so you get up and talk in front of people, and you've made a great name for yourself as a social influencer. Where did it all start? Well, I think that you know, if we're going to look at how you're going to do it yourself, you need to start with an intention. 
So have you got the what, what is your vision for your own future? If you don't have a vision, you know if you if you don't know where you're going, you're going to get there and it's going to be anywhere. But if you know where you're going, stick to your vision and you'll get there. Have the intention. That that's the most important, your own passion. And no matter what people tell you, because they're going to tell you, you know, people used to ask me, how are you ever going to make money on social media? And maybe if we get time, I'll tell you how I'm making money on social media. Yes, like, please. We all want to do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but that's the thing. And, and, and people would, would laugh at me and say, you're spending so much time on social media. How is this ever going to pay off? Well, it's paid off. So, you know, but, but have, I knew that the distance to the tool, if you might put it that way, the tool wasn't going to be around the corner. The distance to the tool was three years later. Yeah. You know, I've been on social media. I started in my Twitter account in May 2011. So three years, and I could say yes, probably almost three years to the date that I start seeing the payback coming. So you have to have the right intention. You have to start with the, a purpose in mind. A purpose, and it, it's it's living to your dreams. If you if you put something in place and you have a dream, I'm I'm a big a big believer in if you want something, do it. Absolutely. If, if you d- stop talking about it and do it, do something to get to where you want to be. And I agree with you one hundred percent. I think it's amazing. Your your public speaking. Yes. How did you get into that? And and how did you? sort of get up on stage and start telling your story well you know if you you introduced me as a a rule breaker and a change maker and i think that we all have an opinion the rule breaker and the change maker context is unless you understand the rules and you prepare to break the existing rules which is the status quo you won't make the changes. Many people want to make the changes, but they don't understand the, the, the rules that are in place. And if you ignore the rules that are in place, change becomes sort of a nuisance. It's like, why are you making the changes? This is not broken. But when you allow people to understand the process, what's needed to be changed, you can then effectively make those changes. So, that, so having that need within me to identify the rules, simplify the process, and then express the change that's needed brought me into the public speaking arena. So I, can, I tell people things that are going to shake their tree and the apples are going to fall from the tree. That, you know, it's, it's, I see it in a simple way. And I try to convene it you know, and tell the people in, in, a, in the simplest way possible, understanding that, yes, we can be very complicated, but I can't assume that you've got time to listen to the complicated, so I've got to give it over in the simple. And Twitter allows us to do that in many ways. So Twitter teaches us the way we should be communicating. So when we get it right on Twitter, we can get it right in public spaces when we speak to people so that we're not long-winded. Now, things like TED Talks. Um, although TED has an 18-minute video and an 18-minute talk, I prefer a 9-minute talk. It's quick. It's concise. Yeah. You get your points across. And uh, and you leave you leave people with a gem to hold on to. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, and the average person can only listen and concentrate for eighteen seconds. So eighteen minutes is a good stretch. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long time. It is a long time. That's that's the reality of it. Yeah. And before the public speaking, before the Twitter, before writing books, what were what was your day job? I was a photographer. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I, I was a photographer. I ran a video production company. 
That's what I did. And it was that need, you know, and, and I started off as a photographer, which then led me to being in video because I liked the idea of the story of the video. The production process was a bit of a bore because that, you know, generally takes a long time. And it's sitting behind a uh, laptop and sort of editing, editing. Yeah, that's yeah. it. You know, and I just wanted the story. So bang, bang. So YouTube teaches us that we need to get those stories out. If you've got the idea, you need to get that story out as soon as possible. That's why there's things like Vines and Instagram videos. You get the idea, do it now and put it out there. Get the message out while it's still fresh in your mind. Not this long production process. So when social media, you know, came along and, and I got into social media late, most of the people started their Twitter accounts in like 2000. But if you can get it out there, get it out fast. Yeah. And, and have the effect. Get that, you know, you want to wow the market. You want to shock them. You want to be controversial. So do it quickly. Don't think about it. I think it also goes back to what you said about people have a, 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 an attention span of about 18 seconds. So if you're going to do something, you have to do it quickly. And, and that's why the Instagrams, the Vines, those short little videos are so popular yeah. because you can get your message across. You can do or you can have your say as quickly as possible. And people are able to take it in, to share it, which is a huge point, to share that virally, and, and talk about it. It gives you talkability. You know, the, the, you know, you don't want to, the thing is, the, and, and where, we, where we all go wrong is we talk too much about ourselves and not enough about others. And so your vine and teaches you that something short will give some people to talk about. And, and we should be thinking about the little nuggets that we can give to people instead of these long essays and tomes that we often give people. And that's why 140 characters on Twitter work so well. Absolutely. You're able to put your points across. Yeah. So you, I mean, from public speaking, you then started playing, or, or from photography, you got into public speaking, started playing a bit on Twitter, which just snowballed. The, the Twitter, I mean, it's huge. You're one of the top influencers in Africa. Yeah, and the, and the world now. We've just been voted into the top 60 in the world. That is amazing. Yeah. So it's, uh, you know, and, and, you know, you probably ask why that happens. And it's all about consistency. That's all it is. You know, if you look at a viral video, a viral video happens, but how are you going to duplicate that? Because once you've created an expectation, people want more. You know, they want, they want to listen to your radio station. But the first week that you ever transmitted can't be the only week that you've ever transmitted. And, that, and then everything just goes bad after that. It's got to try and, you've got to try and keep the same level or improve that. Yeah. And, and the problem is that, yes, viral does talk to our instantaneous need, but you can't build a relationship with your followers and your listeners and those sort of things on viral. You've got to have a consistent strategy. And so what are you giving people consistently? You know, p people will c come onto my uh, Twitter account and they'll know that by the time 8 o'clock comes, there will be a few tweets that might be relevant to them and they'll read those. That's what they expect. If I don't and something happens and I can't be there to tweet – People will start saying, like, what's happened to you? Where are yeah, you? Yeah, where are you, Rich? Yeah, where are you? Come on. Come on. You know, they, 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 I've created an expectation. You've got to fulfill that expectation. It's the basics of relationship. That's what it's all about. So it's always a relationship with one or 300,000 or whatever. 
you've got to make sure that you're relevant for someone. Because if you're not relevant for someone, you're not relevant for anyone. So, so let's go there. So you had, you had a Twitter account which you opened. You had one Twitter follower and you tweeted. And one turned into 10 and 10 turned into 100. And now you're sitting at 300,000. What sort of content are you tweeting about that people jump on board? You've always got to keep one person in mind. Whoever that one person is. So I might meet you and feel there's a message that I need to tell you. It might be a blog post that I need, that I've, you know, yesterday, for instance, Miles Monroe, we, we heard about him. Now, he was one of my inspirations in becoming a speaker. He taught me the seven principles of an eagle. Now, I posted that and, and we'll make sure that it's posted out again. But it was quite simple. While other people were writing complete essays on leadership, someone was simplifying it. And for me, that was what you needed to do. Simplify it. Find seven principles, communicate those seven principles clearly, and allow people to connect and then have a conversation around that. And those principles allowed people to start those conversations. And, you know, when we start and we look at people often say, well, you've got 300,000 followers. What's happening? How, how do you communicate with 300,000 followers? It's not about 300,000 followers. It's, it's almost like you've got a stadium that holds 300,000 people. But there's a game in the middle of that stadium. And if it was a soccer game... There'd only be 22 players on the field. The 300,000 are there for whatever reason. They might be there to have fun with their friends and drink beer. But for the 22 that are playing, that's who you're playing with at that moment in time. Who are those players? They choose themselves to come and play your game with you at that moment in time. The next time a game starts, it's a completely different lot of followers. I like the way of thinking. I like, I like mm. the way that you've brought it down to that. Have you ever had any negativity on Twitter? Yes, of course I have, but I don't expect negativity. So my intention is not to have a negative account and receive negativity. There will always be negativity. The haters will always hate. They're, they're, I mean, we used to read about, in our fairy tales, we used to read about trolls and how they lived under bridges. And now they're real and they live on the Internet and some of them can be pretty nasty. Well, it's, it's, it's interesting that you mention the fairy tale. The nice thing about a fairy tale, and, and it's life, because the reality of life is not the reality we think it is. A fairy tale is more real because good always overcomes the bad. You know, you've got a good show here. <laughs> the good stuff. <laughs> the good stuff. So here we go. It's a fairy tale, okay? Or is it real? And it is real because good always overcomes bad. I like that. Very cool. So November is is national or international book writing month. Really? Okay. Yes, it's all, it's all about book writing. And, and they have put it forward that if you, I don't know what the, the number is, but if you had to take two hours out of your day every day and, and just a couple of words down, you could create a novel which most probably would never get published because it's like writing a diary and it's not that great and, and you don't have the, the forte. But it's about getting involved and, and sort of becoming part of that book writing. I mean, who, how many people could say they've written a book? You sure. can. Yes, I, I can. You've written two. But, but how many books would you write if you wrote two hours a day? Uh, it depends how big your book is. Like no, if, it was, if it was a, a kiddie's book, you could write 40. But if, yes. it was a, if it was a life story and sort of your autobiography, it might only take you halfway. Hmm. Well, I, well, I don't spend that much time writing books. 
So my next book project in December, and I'll literally start around about the 16th of December and hope to have my writing finished by the 15th of January. And that's from start till finish. That's the, amazing. The idea's in my head for the new book, but, but I'm not going to spend more than a month on the book because then it'll get boring. Because I would have lost the idea from the start to the end. Yeah, I'm, I'm not that clever, you know. That's that. That's the beauty of it. So I don't have to. Hum, a humble man sitting in front of me. Yeah, not that clever. I want to get into the two books that you have written. The first was the Five Night Plan. Yes. What was that all about? Well, that's how to improve the communication in your relationship, and that, that's a relationship. It doesn't necessarily mean an intimate relationship. Although the Five Night Plan does allude to an internet, uh, uh, an intimate relationship. You know, someone asked me, why is it not the five-day plan? Well, the five-day plan would sound a lot like work. This is, this is fun. Too, too much work. Too much work, yeah. Now, this is work, but it's, it's, the, it's the work that you do on your relationship. And most of us don't spend enough time on our relationships. We don't spend enough time understanding and listening to our partners. Um, so it's important to listen. It's more important to listen. You know, we, we always talk about, we, we talk about on the leadership show and we talk about on sales and those sort of things. Now, what is success in life? 80% of success in life is listening. Now, we're not sure what the other 20% is. When I went to school, if I got 80%, I did jolly well. So I'm, I'm quite happy if listening is only 80% of success. That's all you have to do to be successful. They, they, they say that when you're in varsity, and maybe I shouldn't mention this on air, but when you're in varsity, if you get 50%, you've done really well. If you get 51%, you're overachieving. And if you're 50 Two percent. You just got to stop because you you're making everybody look bad. Yeah. So eighty uh, percent is wow. wow, wow, yeah, exactly, massive. Yeah. So that's that's the first book, which Five Night Plan. The second one, Mug and Tweet. Yeah. So Mug and Tweet's become a big brand on its own. Mug and Tweet is about social communication. It's not about social media. Now, what is social communication? It's you know, if you look at communication from the time we can of history, it, we used to communicate with people. We continued to communicate with people. And then somewhere along the way, an anomaly came in. And that was sort of what we understand as mass media. And we've moved back to personalized communication, just like it used to be. And that's what social communication is. Yes, the technology enables us to get feedback quicker. So in other words, we, we can adjust and become more effective quicker because we're listening. It, uh, but the, we're not talking to the masses. You know, you'll hear that I, although I've got 300,000, I have one person in mind. When I write my book, I've got one person in mind. The, as I said, if it's relevant for one, it can be relevant for many. If it's not relevant for one, there's a potential that's relevant for no one. Well, I haven't started my book yet for November, so I think I'm going to take that into into my sort of writing process. Yeah, think of one person. That, that person might be the person you love the most or the person you hate the most. Are you trying to tell them a message? So coming back to have you understand the rules, are you going to br make the changes? So you're talking about change. Yeah. And most of the time books are there for a purpose of telling a story, but it's to change someone, make them dream more, make them improve themselves. And that's what books are about. And that's what communication's about. It's been lovely chatting to you. And, and I wish that we had more time, but we just, when, when you're being kind, you just don't. There's just never enough time for the good stuff. Uh, how do people get in touch with you? 
Well, the easiest is through my Twitter account, which is Rich Simmons, which is S-I-M-M-O-N-D-S-Z-A, or my website, which is richsimmons.co.za. And uh, you'll find the blog from yesterday. You'll find information. You'll find more about what I do, a new business that we're launching in Barcelona next week. All those things are on the website as well. Well, I am going to tweet all the links to to your name and and Twitter and I believe what you're doing is phenomenal and you are an inspirational guy. So it's been great having you on the show and we look forward. We will bring you back. You you do have a parking spot here. Thank so you. We'll, we'll obviously bring you back. Uh, next up, we have Brandon Orette in studio with us. Uh, give us a call if you have any questions. If you want to ask him anything, the number is 861 You can also send a message on our official WeChat account or you can tweet us at cliffcentral.com or myself. Brent Lindicue. It's the easiest way to get in touch. We're here. We want to hear from you. I'm going to pick up the pieces and build a Lego house. If things go wrong, we can knock it down. My three words have two meanings. But there's one thing on my mind. It's so for you mm. And it's dark in a cold December But I got you to keep me warm If you're broken, I'll mend you And I keep you sheltered from the storm That's raging on now I'm out of touch I'm out of love I'll pick you up when you're getting down And out of all these things I've done I think I love you better now I'm out of sight, I'm out of mind I'll do it all for you in time And out of all these things I've done I think I love you better now Now. I'm gonna paint you by numbers And color you in If things go right, get framing And put you on a wall it's so hard to say it, but I've been it before. Now I'll surrender up my heart and swap it for yours. I'm out of touch, I'm out of love. I'll pick you up when you're getting down. And out of all these things I've done, I think I love you better now. I'm out of sight, I'm out of mind. I'll do it all for you in time. And out of all these things I've done I think I love you better now Don't hold me down I think the braces are breaking And it's more than I can take And it's dark in the cold December But I got you to give me warm If you're broken, I will mend you And I keep you sheltered from the storm That's raging on now I'm out of touch, I'm out of love I'll pick you up when you're getting down And out of all these things I've done I think I love you better now I'm out of sight, I'm out of mind I'll do it all for you in time And out of all these things I've done I think I love you better now I'm out of touch, I'm out of love I'll pick you up when you're getting down And out of all these things I've done
Ed Sheeran with Lego House. He's one of my favorite artists at the moment. I spent uh, the whole weekend in a little farmhouse down in Cape Town, uh, just outside Robertson. And I think we had his record on replay on play the whole weekend because he is just something phenomenal. Um, in a sec, we're going to have Brandon Orette in studio. And if you have any questions for him or if you'd like to get in touch, just tweet me at Brent Lindicue or you can uh, call us to also be part of it. If you haven't heard of Suzelle Diawa, then you're most probably living under a rock. She has taken South Africa by storm and introduced us to a whole new way of looking at DIY. Suzelle, welcome to the show. Thank you, Brent. It is so nice that you invited me. Unfortunately, you couldn't join us in studio today as you're based in Cape Town. But but you have the amazing weather and you have the mountains, so I'm not going to hold it against you. It's really great to have you with us. How's the weather today? Well, I've been living in Somerset West, Brent, but it's close to Cape Town. And it's a lovely day outside. It's a little bit cloudy, but it's not too hot and not too cold. So it's just the way I like it. It's almost perfect. Any tips on avoiding that horrible wind? You know what, Brent? It can't be avoided. So my advice is to embrace it. And maybe use those strong pegs on the washing line so that your things don't blow away. (laughs) <laughs> I really do love highlighting amazing stories of good, the good stuff happening in South Africa and the world. And that's exactly what you're doing. Your YouTube channel has taken South Africa by storm and you're making waves with all of your amazing DIY tips. What inspired you, Suzelle, to start your YouTube channel? Oh, thank you, Brent. Well, I really always dreamed about having a DIY show. And I really love being creative and helping people. So that is actually how it came about. Were you surprised at how quickly it started being shared on social media and how it pretty much went viral? You know, I was very surprised when I saw all those hits, but it's very exciting. It means that a lot of people are watching it and learning a thing or two and using their own creativity. Personally, my favorite tip is the bright pie and also the, pe- the peeling apples. Which video did you enjoy making the most? You know what? I also really loved making the braai braai because I love to make things on a braai and it was so delicious. So that was my favorite one. <laughs> and you've just released the, the avocado face mask tip. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it seems to also be picking up. What, uh, what can we look forward to next? We're always waiting for your next one. Well, Brent, actually it is a surprise. So it is a secret and I won't tell you what I'm going to do next. But maybe it has something to do with Christmas. Isn't that exciting? Very exciting. Any good tips for us here at the Cliff Central? Let's see, Brent. You know what? Just keep doing what you are doing and keep being creative. And, yeah, that is my tip for you today. Thanks for joining us today. Hopefully next time you can pop in to give us a live demonstration. I would love that. Also, Brent, thank you so much for having me on the show. It was so nice. Fantastic. Uh, how do people get in touch with you to keep up to date with all your DIY tips? Okay, Brent. Well, you can follow me, Suzelle DIY, and I'm on Facebook, and also um, at Suzelle DIY on Twitter, and I'm also on Instagram. Fantastic. We'll look into it, and uh, I'll, oh, I'll, you, I'll retweet all those links. It's been great. Thanks, Suzelle. Have a great day. You do. Ciao. Bye. Bye.
That was Suzelle DIY. Brand, welcome to the show. A little bit crazy. All the way from Cape Town. Uh, let me turn your mic on there. Hello. <laughs> Hello. You're back in studio. Uh, yeah, we had her join the show because today's theme is all about doing it for yourself. Mm. And uh, it's phenomenal how she started a little YouTube channel, which is now getting around 150,000 views on each, on each of her videos. And she's got about 10 up. So she's, she's well over the million mark. And for South Africa, that's insane. That's amazing. Yeah, it's good stuff. And what does she do? She, <laughs> I'm going to tweet the links. She's really, uh, it's really quite crazy. She does all of these DIY tips, but it's, it's informative and it's funny and it's just, it's a feel good South African oh, video. Amazing. I'll go check it out. Very cool. cool. So we've got Brandon Orette in the studio. He is incredible. Um, brands I've known for a long time. He's a good friend of mine. Very long time. <laughs> but more, but more so, he's also, um, a sensation, sensation in the entertainment industry. Oh, thank you, Brent. I think you're doing amazing <laughs> you, things. You, you, you are too kind, my friend. <laughs> it's, well, it's how we got to introduce you. Just go with us. As it written. <laughs> I, I thought it was unscripted. <laughs> you're, you're a Josie boy and I want to get into sort of where you come from. Um, today is all about doing it yourself mm. and you certainly have. Yeah. Uh, you've done it all for yourself. Were you born in Johannesburg? Is this your, I was born in the East Rand, actually. I was uh, born in a very, very small town called Blackpan. Um, lived there until the age of six years old. And then my mom moved to Springs and lived there until I was 17. And uh, turned 17 and wanted out and uh, went and did my national service. And then uh, studied drama for three years. And the rest, they say, is history. I was going to say, how did you get into the entertainment industry? Did you always know that you wanted to be? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. And you went and studied. Where did you study? Well, uh, you know, another thing is, uh, Brent, uh, um, I, I, I know people always say go to school, go to school, get an education, get an education, which I'm, I'm totally for and I agree with. I just think that sometimes our education system should allow, um, a certain amount of leeway for the arts and for music and that and not just always be about the business because, um, you know, the arts, there's money to be made for the business people in the arts. You know, you know, films make a lot of money, um, really musicals that do well make a lot of money. So, um, Th- th- thank God that my mom sent me to to a school that was that way inclined. You know, they were very much about the arts. I went to a Christian Brothers College in Springs, and um, um, I, I don't know. I just it, it it it's just I've known for a very long time. I hated school because I knew I wanted to be an actor from the age of uh, I did my first kind of like amateur production at the age of eleven already. You know what I mean? So from a very very young age, I knew exactly what I wanted to do, and um, everything else was just in the way. <laughs> One of the things that we spoke about earlier on with Rich is if you want something, you got to go do it. You can't just sit back and wait for things to happen. And and a lot of people tend to talk about what they want or what mm. they want to do mm. without actually doing it. Mm. And I think that's that's the you got the intention and you made it happen, mm. which is all about doing it for yourself. Yeah, I dream a lot. Um uh, I'm d- definitely a, a, a dreamer. I've, I've dreamt about these kind of moments my whole life. But, um, y- yeah, y- y- it's impossible for you to sit around and expect things to happen. You know, people say, oh, you're so lucky because y- this is happening in your life. And I'm like, actually, luck's got nothing to do with it. I went to that audition. You know, I got up in the morning. I got ready. I went to that audition. I auditioned. I prepped for it. I did what I needed to do to do the best kind of audition I did. And luck has got nothing to do with that. You know, I've been saying for a very long time, people can, I, I kind of stay out of the, the, the public eye because, you know, we all have private lives and my private life is my private life. Um, and I don't want my life to be, uh, like torn apart because of, of, of who I am. You know, if you're going to judge me, judge me by my, by my work in that, you know? Um, so, but my work ethic has always been amazing. I've always kind of like trying to keep that. You know, you have to. That's, you have to. You that's, that's, that's your, your business. 
it's look at the end of the day, it's a job, you know. It's how I earn my money. It's how I put food on the table. It's how I look after my my kid and stuff like that. You know, yes, yes, it's fun, but it's not always fun. <laughs> I re- I remember. So, I mean, one of the biggest things for me with you would be Isidingo. It was yeah. one of your your longest roles, and yeah. you were on TV for a long time. Do, do people still call you Dup? Yeah. When they see you? Yeah, they do. Hey, Dup. And that's 10 years ago, hey? Wow. It, it used to irritate me. I used to think, you know, why are people still doing that? But in a way, I've kind of gone, it's, it, it's, it's a compliment. I've obviously, I've left some kind of um, good memory somewhere along the line that people can still recognize me, or maybe I've aged well. <laughs> <laughs> like a fine wine. The, the whole concept of a soapy is you, you're in a person's house every single day. So you be, your, your character becomes one of their friends. Mm. That's something that you won't forget. Did you enjoy being on Isidingo? I loved it. Look, and you must understand, a lot of people need to, to, to remember this, that, uh, like, Isidingo was only uh, halfway through my career. You know, there was uh, um, a lot of things that happened before then, you know, before Isidingo happened. I mean, I kind of worked my way through the industry. I did children's theater, and then I did musical theater, and then I did drama, uh, like, straight drama, and then I did... Uh, um, Rock shows or worked for the barnyard. I did a lot of things until I finally landed up with this Dingo, you know. Um, but yeah, it was a long time. Yeah. Yeah, fun time. Fun times. It was very educational. I think everybody should, every actor should, uh, should get onto your soap at some point because, um, you learn a skill, you know, with three cameras, you know, it's a skill that you learn, but don't, 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 I can't tell you what to do, but don't stick around. Don't stick around. No. You've done, you've done a lot of movies and we'll get into the newer stuff that you, that you've been a part of, but in your, sort of earlier career mm. have you done a couple of movies that people should go see that maybe they haven't because it was earlier in your career and it didn't have the budgets for marketing and it wasn't put out there are there certain ones that we should go find get our hands on yeah. and watch them yeah, yeah definitely yeah for sure I mean the first movie I ever shot was a movie called Catch a Fire but that was a big budget movie um, um, which was with Tim Robbins but um there are a couple of movies that I've done that I don't think you can get your hands on that have done really well all over the world. I mean, uh, Durban Poison, for example, um, Rancid uh, has, has done it got a 200 cinema release in America. It was like the first zombie film ever shot in this country. Wow! Shot really, really well, and for some reason nobody wanted to pick it up in this country. Durban Poison is doing really, really well um, um, in the circuits at the moment. Night Drive. Uh, if anybody can get their hands on a movie called Night Drive, I'm actually we at the moment just uh, busy uh, shooting. Well. Editing our first short film with the same director that did, directed and, and wrote Night Drive, a guy called Justin Head. Um, so yeah, there, there are a few. I mean, I've, I've had a few good movies. I've had a few rotten ones as well, but yeah, I mean, I'm at the moment, um, you know, we, 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 are lucky. I'm singing about 19, 20, 20 films now in the last nine years. So that's phenomenal. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> and, and you've done a lot of South African work, but you've now started playing in the international space. Yes. With, a, with big movies. Yes. There was Elysium, yeah. District 9. Yes. I think you got shot. Did you get shot in one of them? Yeah, district. Well, I, yeah, I, I die in all my movies. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's been amazing. You know, uh, District Nine was basically the, 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 the uh, and I mean, it's very. I'm very grateful, very thankful for Neil. You know, allowing me to be part of all of his movies. You know, it's not many many actors can say that. It's it really isn't. It's an honor. You know what I mean? And I don't take it for granted at all. <clears throat> but I've yeah, I've got I've got. Uh, other than that, I've got. Tiger House is releasing next year, another big international movie. Um, Outpost 37, which is another sci-fi, big, massive uh, um, uh, worldwide release. Um, and then, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens this year. You know, I mean, like, like I said, I've got Durban Poison. It's, it's touring all over. It's doing, it's doing all of the uh, festivals. And, and 
it's it's really doing really well. It's won like seven nominations, won Best Director, Best Film, Best Score, Best Actress, Best Actor, Best... It's won so many things. It must feel good to be part of something that's doing mm. good. Like mm. you said, you've had you've had good movies and you've had bad movies. The mm. bad ones, you're like, oh, shouldn't have, whatever. You still learn from them, though. The good ones are the, the ones that you really... That's mm. where your mm. art is being mm. put out there, yeah. and it's really exciting. Mm. You get to work with a lot of international stars as well, because mm. you've got the Hugh Jackmans mm. and the... I mean, Matt Damon. It's very weird. It's very weird for me. Well, I was going to say, are any of them, are any of them sort of diva-ish? No. You, no? No. I They're all down to earth. The, the, the only diva-ish person I've met is Waddy. Really? Jones from Downford. He, 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 uh, anyway, he's, a, he, he's the, the most diva I've ever met in my life. And I've met a lot of diva people. That like, is just unbelievable. Seriously. You worked with him on Chappie, which we're yeah. going to get into now. Yeah. And he was, pr- I've heard stories. Yeah. We've all heard stories. Yeah. But the big ones. Hugh Jackman. Yeah, amazing. Do you know that he, on the first day that he arrived on set, Hugh Jackman went and bought everybody a lotto ticket. Everybody. Everybody. How many people are on set? I don't know, about 300. Yeah, everybody got a lot. And then the next Friday, again. Did anybody win big money? I don't know. But it's, if, what a cool if, thing if, to do, if, though. If they did, they didn't. They, did, they did, weren't saying anything. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's cool. I mean, you know, the guy would sit sit with everybody else and have have lunch with us and, and chat to us. You know, um, it's the same same with with uh, working with Matt Damon. Um, you know, he was just he was just a dude doing his job and doing it really well. You know, and he happens to be famous. That's that's the kind of uh, impression that that he left with me. You know, he's just he's an amazing guy who's just chilled, relaxed. Very family orientated, and this is what he's chosen to do for a living. And he, you know, he is where he is because he's good at what he does. So, I would love to, I mean, to be in that position where I could meet the sort of people that you do. But I think the feeling that I get as well is you being on set with them, it's no different. They're just people yeah. doing their jobs. Yeah. It's, it's for, for me, the, 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 the kind of like uh, moment that I had uh, with a celebrity was, um, when um, um, I met, um, uh, I can't believe I've got her name now, Jodie Foster, um, because she's really been one of my favorite actresses from a very, very, very long time. And um, yeah, when I met her, I got a bit tongue-tied. I got a bit kind of uh, celebrity shocked, you know, because... Well, she's that big. She's been in so many different features. She's, she's just, done so she's, many amazing things. Yeah, and it was just, it was weird for me because I don't I don't normally get like that. I'm like whatever, I don't care. But for with her, it was uh, I felt that like I don't want to say the wrong things, but like, you know, stand up a little bit more straight, you know, kind of. You know. But but the rest of the guys that I've worked with have just been I don't know, just truly amazing, truly down to earth, and you know, some 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 actors have got a bad rep, some of them have got good a good one. rep. You know, I just happen to be uh, lucky enough to work with the ones that have got good reps. You know. The most recent sort of trailer that was released last week, which uh, is Chappie, and it looks epic. Ah. Uh, I saw the trailer. It doesn't show that much. It's very sort of top level. Gives you an idea of what the movie is about. Um, Dev Patel is is in there. Yeah. Hugh Jackman, D. Antwoord. Yeah. They they quite big on screen. What's the actual story about? Okay, I'm not allowed to give much away, but it's about a robot that kind of gets rejected. And then gets kind of adopted by a family and gets reprogrammed. And it's all that thing about, you know, I mean, you get, what I love about Neil's movies is, is it's not just about the pretty pictures. There's always some kind of underlying story and sometimes three or four or five underlying stories that kind of carry throughout the, the movie. Um, and this whole movie has a couple of, 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 of things that you question, but it's, it's the whole thing about, you know, um, what, what creates reality? Is it the ability to live or, 
make choices or is it the ability to just to, to just be? I'm uber excited to see it. I, I love all of his and stuff. And over and above all of that, it's a kick ass action film. It, there's just there's there's a lot of explosions, there's a lot of guns, there's a lot of it's just it's huge, it's massive. And, and, get, and he's gone back to his kind of district nine kind of uh feel and way about it. You know, it's very raw and it's very kind of rough. And that gets released early next year. March. So, no, March. Yeah, I'm off to LA on the 25th of Feb. As you do. As I do. As you do, to go to the premiere. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's amazing. With all of this international recognition and going to LA for premieres, you're still just, you're a guy, a South African guy. Just a dude. You have a daughter and, and she's actually collecting shoe boxes for Christmas. Yes. Which is well, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's part of our good stuff, and yeah. we need to collect three hundred for Deepslurs. Well, we want to, we want to try and get as that's the goal. Is is that the the school is kind of set out for the parents? You know, <laughs> I'm in that position. <laughs> well, it's fine because you do have you have a little bit of backing, so we can all get on board and and assist you. Yeah, uh, it's a great cause. I think that uh, giving back is always the right thing to do, and it's over Christmas, and everybody needs to feel a little bit of love. Yeah, yeah over Christmas. No, 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 absolutely. I mean, especially this time of year, and it, you know, whether regardless of whether it's Christmas or not. You know, it's it's that time of the end of the year where people are celebrating. You know, whether they've had a good year or a bad year, and it's it is it is it's 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 soul fulfilling to be part of something that you give and share happiness. It's really well, cool. We're going to tweet links to to um, your Twitter and okay. to the the concept, and we're going to try fill those boxes for you. Thank you. It would be great if. Uh, Daddy Brandon came home and had all three hundred. Boom, done. <laughs> School doesn't even have to do any work. It would, it would be amazing. So yeah, if, if we can get some help out there, and I, I know that the uh, the teachers would be impressed because it would be less work for them as well. But um, if we can nail three hundred boxes, uh, it would be incredible. Well, if we if we if we alone do three hundred boxes, and they still do what they do, it's. There'll know, be a bunch of kids having an amazing Christmas. Having a good time. What's, what's, what advice do you have for up and coming kids that, um, want to get into the entertainment industry and might just want a little bit of advice for someone who's, who's working towards your goals? Just make sure you want to do it. You know, the, 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 the best advice I ever got from my, uh, my acting teacher, um, my late acting teacher, Renee Dredu, just before I left tech, he said to me, don't get into the industry because you want to be famous. Become famous because you're in the industry. You know, and um, there are a lot of uh, famous people that are in this country that are famous for God knows what. They're celebrities because they're celebrities, and that's cool. That was what that's what worked for them. I, I'm for me, it's like if that's if that's what you want to do it for, then there are ways of doing it and getting to that kind of status. But for me, it's always just been about the recognition of the work that I do. Amazing. How do people get in touch and, and keep up to date with you? Um, you can get me on uh, on Facebook at Brandon Red and Twitter at Brandon Red. And I'll tweet all of those links. It has been amazing having you on the show. Thank you, Brent. We've spent the show chatting about doing it yourself and heard from really amazing people that are. Uh, I found a little quote online. I don't even know who said it. If you really want to do something, you will find a way. If you don't, you'll find an excuse. So stop making excuses and do it for yourself. That's the good stuff for this week. Don't forget to tune in next week where you can get more of the good stuff or visit iTunes to catch up with all the the other good stuff. Uh, before I leave, I had the most amazing wedding this weekend that I went to down in Cape Town with two very, very special friends of mine, Julie Brown and Kieron. And, uh, and it's also Kieron's birthday today. So I'm going to leave you with a little, her favorite song, which might put us all in a, a sort of feel good mood. That's it. Thanks and only good things.